The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Menix. Cowboys. That, that movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> Halloween. Duh. Man. I mean, Captain Jamie Obvious. Lee, of Jamie course. Lee Curtis was hot. Yeah. That's why you watched it. Well, partly. And the other part would be? It was scary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Cowboys did nothing scary at the trade deadline, which is scary because they think their roster apparently is good enough. The Houston Texans did nothing at the trade deadline. Nope, nope, nope. Let's talk about it all with the great Indy Kalud joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Indy, before we get into uh, the NFL trade deadline that didn't affect the great state of Texas, <clears throat> it, it's Halloween. What, what are your top five Halloween candies? Ooh, that's a... That's a good question. My top five Halloween can't. You know what? You got to go Kit Kat, but you have to put it in the freezer before you eat it. Okay. Um, you, you, you know what? And I know this sounds boring, but you can never go wrong with Snickers. Snickers okay. is it? Right. Right. Yeah, Snickers is top five. Yeah. Then lately, I don't know if it's with age, I started to really appreciate. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups more, so, more than I did when I was young. So you like softer candies? Look, I don't know what you're where you're trying. To, I don't know where you're trying to lead me. <laughs> and I try to think of all the innuendos. With no, the I'm not, hey, don't go anywhere, man. It's it, just I, just you know, it's just easier on your teeth. Okay, you're, you're talking about my age. Because, you know what, I would definitely rather say, yes, I like softer, mushier, mushier candy than something hard. Yes. Like, what would I look like? Oh, I want a hard stick to bite on. Like, that That wouldn't sound right. So <laughs> There's a <yeah>. drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I like mushy. I like mushy uh, uh, candy, Jason. And you know what? My favorite animal is a beaver. If we're going to keep going that way. I'm with you. And I like tacos. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Now, uh, crunchy tacos or soft ones? <laughs> soft tacos. <laughs> He's not soft. talking about Dairy Queen tacos, man. <laughs> Where do I stick my meter? <laughs> All right. So, so we're we're at three. Uh, right. You said three, right? No, I said five. But you want to just go top three? Oh. You know, peanut M and M's. Peanut M Ms are great, but they're not Hollywood, Hollywood, Halloween great. Like, oh, that, I disagree. Those they're delicious. They're, they're great. No, no, I love peanut M Ms, but that, to me, that's something you buy on your own because you got to get the the big uh, family size ones. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want those those small ones where there's only like five peanuts in there. All right, so, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All uh, right. Uh, sour patches and oh, number five to round it out, nerds. 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 Yeah. Yep. Sounds yeah, like a pretty go. now. Now again, I don't know if you remember uh, David Chancellor from News Four. He tweeted out his Halloween candy starting five: Snickers, Mister mm-hmm. Goodbar, Candy Corn, Baby Ruth, and a hundred grand. That, that sounds like the like starting five. Of, years old. Well, it sounds like the starting five <laughs> of a lottery team. If you're if you're going with a starting five, 
Wait, wait, say that again. Snickers, Good Bar, Candy Corn, Baby Ruth, and a hundred grand. Oh man, he has to be in his eighties. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably would not oh. want someone like me marrying his daughter. He has to be from that that mindset. That's that. Good God, that is so old school. <laughs> that that's wow. Good Bar, Mister Good Bar, Candy Corn. Yeah, not, nothing against age. I'm getting old, but man, that first of all, there. candy corn is disgusting. Okay, I mean, it Thank just it you. is. Yeah, Snickers is Snickers is fine being up there as your point guard. I get that if you're going with your starting five, but Mr. Goodbar can't be on there at all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crackle? Baby Ruth? No, crackle. Baby Ruth. The only good thing about Baby Ruth was it's uh, seen in The Goonies <laughs> when that big monstrous looking dude. Remember, he had his Baby Ruth. Yeah, it was also the poo in Caddyshack. In the pool? In the pool. See, I haven't seen that. I, 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 I've not seen <laughs> wait, wait, well, you've never seen Caddyshack? And you know what? My my Many of my friends have told me that I'm missing out. But oh, I've my gosh. Well, when you see it, Indy, you'll know the scene I'm talking about. The, the poo in the pool. I, I could already imagine. I could, <laughs> I could put two and two. Look, I could put two and two together to know that there's a number two that looks like a baby. Ruth <laughs> school, so. That rice education Whoa, is paying off for you, sure man. <laughs> Tell me this before we get started. Is it better than the big Lebowski? Cause one of my friends may, swore up and down. That was one of the funniest movies ever. And I thought it was a little overrated. The Caddyshack is it's, it's uh yeah. Rodney Dangerfield and the Ted Knight, the guy from, I mean, we're going way back obviously, but yeah, it's funny. Okay. I'll check it out. You got to check it out. Mind. Yeah, I'll check it out. Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Tuesday in the NFL trade deadline day. Uh, so different now, it, it feels like than it maybe it used to be, and I don't know if just because it's social media. But as a player, was would this be a nervous day around the facility for a lot of guys? Not well, not when I played because. When I played, there wasn't many trades that went on during the NFL season. Then we saw it pick up within the last five, six years. Um, so I don't know, you, you know, when you said where it's at today, but I thought like a few years ago we saw a lot of activity. Today, the only thing I've heard is Chase, well, the big ones, Chase Young going to San Francisco. Yeah. And, man, if you love watching defensive football, the thought of Chase Young and Nick Bosa coming off those edges, wow. that's exciting. But um, I, I don't think it's nerve-wracking because I believe, and I could be wrong, Jason, those high-priced players that potentially may move, their agents are kind of getting them ready a couple of days leading into it, like, hey, this may happen, where guys really get nervous is just on cut-down day, you know, going into the season. But I don't think many guys were, like, shaking in their boots coming up to the trade deadline in the NFL. All right, Indy, let me ask you this, because everybody uh, that, that is supposed to be elite in the NFC made a move today. The Cowboys did not. Now, if, if you're on the Cowboys roster, you're probably going, that's cool, I love the guys here, we're all, we're all good. Is that what you're saying publicly? But privately, are you saying, man, I wish we'd have done something? What's weird about the Cowboys, and as far as, like, what type of pieces do you add – when I watch them play in the games that, you know, you feel like they didn't play up to expectations, but keep in mind, they've only lost two games. Like, it's funny when you think of the Cowboys, 
you think, oh, man, this has been a horrible season. I mean, they have one of the best uh, records in the NFC. Yeah, the only people that think that are Cowboy haters, by the way. Okay, so maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But <laughs> when, I, when I watch the Cowboys, I don't really see to my, say to myself, man, they really need to upgrade this position. I just feel like, man, they, they just mentally weren't in it or they're not playing up to their capabilities. But you're not going to find a, a lights-out offensive lineman that any team's going to trade away. I know Tony Pollard maybe hasn't lived up to expectations, but I feel like that's more schematic in the blocking than it is him as a running back. I agree. I agree. I, I think Tony Pollard's getting a bad rap, and I think a lot of that is because the offensive line. Everybody's saying, wow, he's not the number one guy. He can't get it done, and Zeke Elliott was that, and – I just think a lot of it has been, and if, if I was doing anything, Indy, and I'll be honest with you, and it wouldn't have to be a big splash, but they need some depth there. They're in trouble. They got two guys hurt already, and uh, that offensive line is uh, it's patchwork at best. Yeah, but what's tough about that, in my opinion, is when you talk about, okay, I'm not going to make a splash with the offensive line. I'm going to look for depth. Then you really have to say, okay, is this team's backup tackle, backup guard better than our backup? And you're probably laughing to yourself saying, yeah, haven't you watched the Cowboys? But <laughs> I just I don't know if it's that easy. And the one position group that you typically don't trade away is the offensive line because that that's the one group is so hard, especially to find good tackles in the NFL. You're really going to hold on to them unless you're just truly trying to tank a season. So I, I think – they may have looked and attempted to make a move, but most teams aren't giving up, uh, you, you know, any offensive linemen that, that are producing for them. And from the Cowboys' perspective, my guess is there were phone calls made, phone calls taken. They didn't make a trade just to make a trade, you know, to be a part of the conversation. Everybody else made a move but us. Well, let's make one. They, I mean, and Jerry kept saying how much he liked his roster. I mean, you know, we never believe him when he says stuff, but he, he was true to his word. He never hinted that the Cowboys would be active at the deadline, and and they weren't. Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz. The Texans, man, Indy, I started buying in. Thought they'd go <laughs> out to Carolina and get a win, a convincing win. Uh, they were favored by three and a half, and I took it, and they lost. What the hell happened to Houston on Sunday? Keep in mind, I said this when I was on y'all's show last, this time last week, that Houston right now is a team that they can beat any team in the NFL and they can lose to any team in the NFL. And I never felt that comfortable going into this game. One thing about the NFL, no matter how bad a team is, they eventually are going to say, okay, enough is enough. And with the Carolina Panthers looking at staring at 0-7, you just knew that they were going to give and they were going to play the best game that they've played all year because that's embarrassing. You take all the money away, whoever their high price players are. You know, I don't care about the light, the great lifestyle that they're living. After a while, when you're looking around the rest of the NFL and you're like, okay, we're the only team without a victory. I believe it's us and maybe Arizona Cardinals. I think they even uh, Arizona they have has one. one. They beat Dallas. <laughs> Let me, oh, my bad. Yeah, let me let me beat Ryan Eagle to that punch. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and then Arizona that took that quarterback that beat Dallas and traded him to Minnesota. Traded him away. I saw because they don't want to win. They want Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's funny, but uh, but my it's point really is, not. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, uh, fighting that animal that's you know backed into a corner. So I say that to say. 
the, the Texans right now, they haven't arrived. They're about a year or two away from saying, okay, now our expectations are up here to, you know, not just make it to the playoffs, but win a playoff game. So they're in that position where if you look at the their remaining uh, schedule, there's games where you're saying, yeah, I can see them losing. And there's also games where you're saying, you know what, if they play a clean game, they can win it. It's just a shame that when they were on the verge of taking that next step, they lose to a team that was over before the game. Indy, do you hear the noise in the locker room? And and what I mean by that, uh, Bryce Young had to be hearing all of this, that, you know, C.J. Stroud should have been taken number one, he's the better quarterback, yada, yada. We heard a bunch of that stuff. You think Bryce Young heard that before that game? 100%. Even if he says, oh, I don't listen to the media, I don't get on. <laughs> These youngsters, they live through social media. He absolutely somehow – uh, has read something, heard something, somebody put it in front of him saying that, oh, the Texans got the better of the two quarterbacks with the number two overall pick. Yeah, you, you, there's no way you could escape it in today's, uh, you, you know, with t- social media and just the information. I mean, you literally just turn on your phone and, you know, he's probably being bombarded with people's take on C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. What do you make of the Jay Glazier report on Sunday that the Texans had to deal with the Bears for the top pick and would have selected Bryce Young, and then Chicago ended up, uh, after everything was worked out, they they ended up not going through with it and made the deal with Carolina. Do you buy any of that, that, that Houston was that close to, to actually having Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud? Here's the thing. I buy into Houston being aggressive to move up one spot to that number one overall spot when we see what they did in the draft, you know, in reality as far as uh, taking C.J. Stroud with the number two pick and then making the moves to move up to number three to get Will Anderson. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were that aggressive to move up. And if you are moving up to the number one spot, it it, it was to take Bryce Young. So I don't know – it's hard for me to believe that Jake Glazer would just take that out of his backside and just put it out there. And I don't know that part of the media like that. Maybe he's doing it for the clicks, but I could absolutely see a scenario because going into the draft, the Texans said, Hey, we're changing our brand. We're changing our image. Let's get as aggressive as possible. But thank God it didn't work out because I truly believe uh, they got the better of the two. And it certainly looks that way. Now I think CJ Stroud is, light years already ahead of where where Bryce Young is but do they have to do damage control with CJ Stroud that yeah if we could have gotten the other guy we would have taken the other guy you are our second choice well you know what that damage control is and and you know what if things hold true to what they were when I played the damage control is oh it's Tuesday your check is ready (laughs) (laughs) like like, you're a pro like if before we got to know you if uh, look, I tell my wife all the time, if I met Thelma from Good Times before I met you, we wouldn't be married. You know, <laughs> but we I never met Thelma from Good Times, so things just worked out the right way. You well, you have never said you have never said that to your wife. No, I did actually once. I did. Not you, all the you're time. still with us. Not not all the time. I haven't had a drink in three years, and I said this about three and a half years ago. Okay. So that was part of the reason I stopped drinking. So, yeah, so things happen. And you know what? I'm sure she probably thinks the same thing about Denzel Washington. Well, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good catch, Jason. Yeah, so I, I don't know if she says the same thing. But anyway, all jokes aside, if it happens, you, you know what? Hindsight being uh, 2020, I bet right now the Houston Texans wouldn't make that move. And 
that's what matters. I would, if I was running the Texans, I would joke about it with CJ. I'll be like, man, can you believe we actually wanted this guy over yeah. here? You've proven to be the better quarterback. So, yeah, I just think pros have to be pros, and they can't be walking around butthurt because the organization had eyes on a, uh, another player. Yeah, and who cares, right? If you see Jay Stroud, it worked out how it is. You're not going anywhere, right. so that's a good thing. I got to ask you a question on another note, Indy. Um, Devontae Adams last night got really frustrated. Don't blame him necessarily, but slamming his helmet, getting frustrated. You know, when he talks to the media, he's frustrated. Is, is that a guy trying to force a trade, do you think, or was that just kind of the heat of the moment thing? I think it's the heat of the moment. And I love it. I love the fact that a guy who's as accomplished as Devontae Adams still wants to win. I love the fact that he's still upset that he's over there. And you saw the routes that he was running. I mean, he was busting his tail on those routes. So it wasn't like he, he mailed it in. And unfortunately, Garoppolo uh, wasn't able to hit him. The only thing I don't like about it is I never like showing up your quarterback. I never like uh, – you know, and I, and I don't know if the, if he knew the camera was on him. I don't know if he was playing up to the camera. But as bad as Garoppolo's been, he he, he didn't overthrow Devontae Adams on purpose. You know, he's trying to make that happen. You're all in it together. There there were times where Devontae Adams just dropped the pass. Matter of fact, on a very important drive, I can't remember the quarter the quarter that it was in. Devontae Adams just straight up dropped dropped the pass. So I don't like showing up teammates, but I love the fact that. A guy that's making sixteen, seventeen million this year is still that passionate about winning. True. I, I mean, I'm there. Although God, he was wide open on a couple of those. He was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Two would be touchdowns. It's, it's crazy. What did you have the Raiders last night? You upset by that? No, no. I I did okay last <laughs> night. I just you know when you see wide open, I just don't see the same negativity towards a Garoppolo and misfiring on with wide open receivers uh like like Dak would get then again the Cowboys <laughs> don't have receivers that could get wide open like Devontae Adams was <laughs> oh my goodness just saying but, but Dak, Dak is branded as a franchise quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is branded as just a journeyman who's a bridge to until you get a young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, but they replaced a franchise quarterback with Jimmy G because they thought he was going to be better than Derek Carr. Do you? And I'm not, I'm not like, sure about that. I don't know if they actually thought he was going to be better. I, for whatever reason, and I never, never understood. And I'm not even a Derek Carr fan, but but I feel like he never got the respect that he deserved for for whatever reason. Even when John Gruden first went to the Raiders, there was talk that the first move he was going to make was to get a new quarterback. And I just never quite understood why, you, you know, there is this narrative that Derek Carr isn't a good NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's all the same. But he, to, in my opinion, he's a guy you could build around. Nothing more, nothing less. And that's why Devontae wanted to go there. That's I why mean, they played together in college. And that's why the Saints have him now. They mm-hmm. think he can get it done. Speaking of quarterbacks that uh, have that kind of reputation, Texans play one this week in uh, uh, Tampa Bay coming to town. <laughs> they, they, are, are, are they going to beat the Bucks and Baker? Again, they could beat any team and they can lose to any team. But, good God, they got to beat uh, Baker Mayfield. And, look, here's the thing. Baker Mayfield's not a bad quarterback, but he's like a Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's not a guy that you're going to say is your franchise quarterback, but until you find who that young quarterback's going to be, uh, you, you could win some games uh, with Baker Mayfield. Now they lost to a very good Buffalo team by six, seven points. So 
when I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm not just going to mark it off as a win for the Houston Texans. I don't think there's any team you could do that. Maybe Cleveland, maybe Arizona with the Houston Texans, but no, they they need this game and they need to respect Baker Mayfield the same way they would respect playing a Josh Allen or uh, you know one of the top tier quarterbacks. Tampa Bay's lost three in a row. I've got no respect for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> really? No. Joe hates everybody. You ever figured that out yet, Indy? <laughs> not everybody. How do you? How do you not respect a guy, Joe, who in college they said you're not good enough for a scholarship? So he said, you know what? I'm going to walk on, prove myself, and then he goes on to be a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. How, how do you not respect that story? Well, that, that story's great. I think it's fantastic. I just don't think he's a very good pro. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I put him in the same category as Garoppolo, Gardner, Minshew. Exactly. Well, I'd rather have Minshew have a- than both of those guys, I think. Well, and he was in Cleveland, so, I mean. And that's know. where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, Cleveland <laughs> has proven to not be. I, I, and, look, even Deshaun Watson hasn't been able to break the quarterback curse of Cleveland. No. That's, that, that's a very interesting one when you talk about Deshaun Watson. Even when they, Cleveland first signed him, I had no idea what they were doing, guaranteeing him that much money. I felt like it was going to be a huge obstacle for him to bounce back mentally. Because this is a guy here in Houston, he really, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he, really, uh, uh, he really wanted people to think of him a certain way. He craved to create this brand that he's a good guy, that he's a humble servant. As a matter of fact, I think he wrote some book called like Humble Servant. Uh, but, you know, he really cared about his reputation. And I really thought that even if all these charges are dropped, the fact that when you hear his name, the first thing you think about is the sexual uh, assault allegations. I knew that was going to mess with him mentally, and I think we're seeing it on the field. I don't think he's ever going to be the same. Well, I'm not sure. I, you know, the injury thing, it just seems to be seems to be a weird deal. What injury? <laughs> Whatever he's dealing with <laughs> right now. Whatever he's dealing with. That's, it's in between his ears. Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> what it's, 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 it's exactly what it's I'm talking about. It's close to the shoulder. Right? Yeah. Is, is that what it is? Indy Kalu, <laughs> always appreciated. Indy's passing out full size candy bars at his house tonight. So if you're in the Houston Hundred area, grands. yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be that guy that gives out apples and oranges, <laughs> toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indy Kalu tomorrow will wake up with toilet paper all over his trees. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm gonna play Michael Jackson and R. Kelly so the kids don't come to my house. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mic drop. And oh out. my that's goodness. That's fantastic. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, brothers. Talk to you on next week. Indy Kalu on the Buyers Barricades oh, guest line. Man. Where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.